Well, today on First Cup, we've got a new episode of Martial Arts Radio to talk about. I'll tell you about my weekend. We'll talk about what's coming up today. And I'm sure you guys have some stuff for me to talk about, so stick around. We roll in 15. And I just poured my coffee now. All right. That's all that. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. In three, two, one. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Monday. It is December 20th, 2021. My name is Jeremy. This is my first cup of coffee. I've been drinking this uh, Starbucks Winter Blend from Costco. It's pretty good. Who's in the chat? Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning, Jenny. And good morning to all of you, whether you are watching live or later, you're listening. I don't know. Maybe you convince someone to write it down for you and you're reading it. We don't do that. We do that on Martial Arts Radio. We don't do that with this. Good morning, Stacy. How was your weekend? What did you do? I had a pretty good balance of fun and productive. Time with friends and family on Saturday. And then yesterday, I woke up at my normal quarter six and just hit the ground running. And I cannot remember the last time this house was this clean, this organized, put away. It's insane. It's so great. I love it. I love how it feels. You ever do that? You ever bask in the feeling of a, of a clean space? The office has to be cleaned up a little bit. Some things went in there, but that'll take me five minutes. I'll do that this morning before I sit down for work. But this room right here is that there have been a lot of piles. No piles right now. Things are put away. Almost entirely. Still a little bit. Good morning, Nathan. Jenny says she passed her evaluation on Saturday. Well, congratulations. I know you were looking forward to slash maybe a little bit of stress when it came to that. That's great. I want to hear more about it later. Jenny and I will have a quick meeting later as we talk about books, all things books. I'll tell you, I'm starting to get more and more inquiries for teaching seminars, which is really, really exciting. There was a, a little bit of fear when we announced this that maybe putting people wouldn't really want me to come teach at their school, but people seem to want me to come teach at their school. So we're putting together things. Things that require flying away, flying to, to teach. So that's really exciting. It's cool. Because I believe once people get to meet me, have a conversation with me, see what we're trying to do, sorry, what we are doing, they'll pay more attention to other stuff we're doing. They'll pay more attention to martial arts radio, etc. So I think that's cool. Um, I feel like I lost my train of thought. It's cold. I woke up. Now, I have a, a smart thermostat. I have, I have a Nest. And it was already cranking. And I pressed the button to see, oh, okay. What's the temperature outside? And said, 10. And I went, that's really cold. So I looked at the thermometer. Two. It, it's two. It might be warmer than two now, but it was two 45 minutes ago. 
that's cold. Makes me really glad. I had a feeling. Makes me really glad. I ran the snowblower yesterday, cleaned up all the snow in the driveway because it was light and fluffy. And when it's, well, it would have remained this fluffy. I don't know. I'm just glad that I did it. And while I did it, there was a, a DHL van in the ditch. So, you know, went over, checked on the driver. She was fine. She was, you ever, you, Stacey says it's a balmy 17 here, but that wind. Liz says it is very cold here too, but we didn't get the snow. So I look out and I see this, this DHL van trying to get up this road, the road that I, I think I've mentioned when the plow goes up, goes up backwards. It's a rough road, especially when it's not completely clear. And so I watched this van adjusting, adjusting and skidding and finally in the ditch. And so I put all my stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is a good time to go snow blow the driveway. Maybe, maybe it's only in there a little bit. Maybe I can help shovel it out. No, it was in there. And so I knock on the window because she's kind of focused and uh, she rolls down the window and she's crying. Like she was so mad at herself. And I, and so I told her stories about me falling into ditches and, uh, and I think she got a little better. I think she felt better when she, when she left, it was about an hour between then and when the, the big tow truck came and dragged her out. But, uh, when she drove off, I'm assuming it was for me. She gave a bunch of honks on the horn. You know, we get these opportunities to help people. They don't have to be big. Sometimes just commiserating with someone and reminding them, Hey, you know, sometimes life is a pain. It's nice to hear. It's nice to know that we're heard or seen or understood or whatever you want to use. Good morning, Mark and Dennis. All this crosstalk in the chat about Jenny and passing her examination on Saturday. I think it's great. You know, one of my favorite things about this group that we've got put together here, this live group is how supportive they are of everyone. I'm just kind of the excuse. People show up because I'm doing this, but I think the real value, to be honest, is all of you talking to each other. It does what I think. Mm. Mm. Oh, so it's Monday, which means there is an episode, an episode of Martial Arts Radio. And today's episode is with Sensei Jonathan Kenny. And my big memory from that episode, because it's been a few weeks, my big memory from that episode was the family dynamic. Starting martial arts with and training with and opening and running schools with family. There goes the plow. And there's a sneeze broom. Okay. And just knowing how important that family dynamic is to some people. You know, there are plenty of us for whom martial arts is a thing that we, we do 
outside of our family. You know, they don't want to do it. it it's a, a thing that we pursue simply for ourselves. Totally fine. Totally good. I don't know why that's so far away here. Let's pull this closer. But then for a lot of us, and based on my experience, I would say maybe half of us, martial arts is something that we do with people that we love. Maybe not for as long, but you'll see a husband and wife start and maybe one of them remains training. Or everybody starts and the kids keep training or the kids stop and the parents keep training. Or, you know, in the example of, let's see, just one person in the chat. No, I think two. I think there are two people in the chat who are married to people they met through martial arts. Oh, there might be more in there, but I know of two. That's kind of fun. So family and, and building those relationships, I think is so important. And if you recognize that it's important, you can create culture around it, like last Thursday. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that when we, oh, are, are you, are you, on cord? Are you not using this cord? I'm simply saying that, come on, man, the tech stuff's falling apart today. What is happening? I'm simply saying that I've lost my train of thought. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's see if I can fix this on the fly. We're going through Wi-Fi and it's not going well. And I've got this thing plugged in and it's not using it. And let's see why. Come on. Oh, because it doesn't think that this network cable is actually plugged in. So that's fun. So I guess we'll deal with that later. Maybe it won't work with this one. Jenny says, meeting my husband was a bonus of training. Oh, she started off. One of the reasons I started training was to have an activity to do with my boys. Uh, Stacy asked, do you know your plow's name yet? I don't. Um, I don't know. I know that they did the state ones. This is a town plow. Did they name the town plow? So for those of you who don't know, this is Vermont where we do things kind of silly, kind of different, sometimes weird. And we named, there was some competition to name all of the agency of transportation plows, the big ones. So I will, I will figure out why it's not letting me use this ethernet adapter. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Stacy says, oh, I assume you might have had a state plow. Oh, no. No, this far down the dirt road, this is not considered state road. <laughs> These are very much town roads. Um, you know, I wonder, I wonder if people in other parts of the country even know that there's a difference. The responsibility of, of who maintains the road based on where it is, what road it is. And we know, we know what a state road is and what a town road is because you can tell. You can tell the maintenance. You can tell based on 
if you if you live in a small town in Vermont and you actually know people well, you know there are times like say during the winter you would know oh so and so is on vacation this week. You get to know stuff. So Jenny says, sadly, one of my boys has decided to take a break from training. Another is considering the same. It hurts me because this was a family thing for us, but it's their choice to continue or not. Dennis says, Jenny, funny, I met my wife because of training too. Now that I think of it, Jeremy was there the day I met Sarah at a seminar in Maine. It was. It really is a martial arts family. And Jenny, I think the only thing I can say to one of your sons taking a break from training is making it positive reinforce positive encouragement to come back not not negative not we miss you not pressure but instead um, things like demonstrating how much fun they're you're having without him what network am i attached to is this really why is this running so poorly? I don't know. Well, hopefully it's not running too poorly for you for you all. There's nothing I can do about it right now. I could try it. No, that's not even... I don't even think that's going to plug in there. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I will, I promise. Is there anything else to say? So today, today I have a bunch of meetings. Not as many meetings as I've had in the past especially last week, but a bunch of meetings and we'll see how things are going. We're going to talk about, Jenny and I are going to talk about book sales. Hardcover. I'm excited. We, we sent out hardcover copies to all of the people who, who contributed forwards. So they'll, they don't even know they're getting it. We just, actually they do because we got their address. So we sent out books. And is there anything else? I don't think so. I'm going to try to go to the range today, go to the gym. I set up the heavy bag at the gym yesterday. I've been doing that more and more and just kicking and punching and practicing, practicing the stuff I got to practice. You know how it goes. Dennis is, is adding on Jenny, all of my boys took excuse me, breaks from their training, but all returned on their own. My best advice is to be supportive and keep that door open for when they're ready. Tommy says something similar. Resting is not quitting. Love up on them. All right. Uh, let's see. Where's first cup? So what do we got? We got some stuff from Frank and from Josh. All right. Uh, Frank's got some trivia related to Itman and Josh has a question that I bet the chat will enjoy discussing. So I'm going to read Frank's stuff first. Thank you as always to both of you. All right. So yesterday marked the 13th anniversary of the release of Itman. Here is some trivia from IMDb. As mentioned in the film, Itman's fighting style is Wing Chun. It is said to be created by two women. Enwi and Yim Wing Chun. 
According to legend, a warlord wanted to marry Yim Wing Chun, but she refused and instead challenged him to a duel. She came across an Nui, a Buddhist nun, whom she asked for help. Together, they created the art of Wing Chun, named, I'm sorry, which the nun named after Yim Wing Chun. Wing Chun won the fight. One of the things that I both like and dislike about Chinese martial arts lineage movies, the, the whole thing, is that the it's really, really difficult to separate the myths, the stories from the truth. Now, I enjoy the stories. I think you all know me well enough to know I love a good story. But I think sometimes knowing the reality can enhance a story. Now, plenty of people find it the opposite. But knowing how truth grew into these stories, I think is kind of neat. Mark says the connection is like watching Kung Fu theater. Yeah. Ipman's eldest son, Ip Chun, his student, Leo Ai Yong, and Chang Kwon, gold medalist, To Yu Hong, this is really working my, my poor Chinese pronunciation, served as technical consultants for the film, providing advice on the film's story and martial arts choreography. I like the fact that they got that the his actual family, his son, his eldest son. I mean, that right there is already a very, very Wing Chun thing. Oh, well, you know, we're going to bring it the eldest son. Such a Chinese thing. But I think that's cool. Hopefully that made it more accurate. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to know what things were the writers trying to do that the son said no. Like, did that stuff happen? It reminds me. When was this, 2018, 2019? When I had the chance to meet Bausa Mark and uh, Chris Yen, Donnie's mother and sister in Chinatown in Boston. Because many of you probably don't know, Donnie Yen is from Boston. And um, what, was, what was the episode? There was an episode, if you go back, where I talked to, um, oh, my brain's failing me this morning. I don't remember his name. We did an episode, I think I call it Talking Donnie Yen, where I brought on, I, I'm used to call it, just calling him Sifu, a guy who went to high school with him. And he's told some, he's told fun stories. I've heard stories that are not part of that show. And long story short, he had started his training with Bowson Mark. And if you know about who Bowson Mark is, that's a name that makes you go, oh, wow. So. Tommy says, the myth of the story is very much in the culture and expressed through the theater. I like, uh, sorry, like using wires and performing stunts. It's expected and loved. That is a beautiful way to say it. I love that. And he says, two good friends. I know worked for the Shaw Brothers. That's awesome. All right. 
Now, I think this will give us some good conversation. I, I like this. So uh, this comes in from Josh, Josh Blum. Does anyone train to music? If you do, what do you like? What do you like to listen to? And he goes on. I seem to recall Bill Wallace mentioning something in one of his books about training to, quote, bridge over troubled water since it was about the length of a round. I was never really about to find a song that fit the two to three minute length for bouts to train to that I actually liked enough to practice it again and again, but I still think it's a great idea. Of note, happened to listen to the Bloodsport soundtrack the other day. Still awesome. I love training to music. I think training to music is a really good thing. Here's an experiment. If you teach, if you have enough say over a class that you can try this, I would like you to try this. Take some music, ideally music that is non-vocal, but if it's vocal, it's not a song that people are going to really listen to the words you know some the, the best music honestly is is like capoeira music but it could also be like some some kind of industrial dubstep techno sort of stuff where you've got a beat okay so you identify the music and then run a class of boring basics just simple basics the type of class that you know 20 minutes in 30 minutes in, most of your students would start to go. And actually run the class like that at first. And then at the point where you see them starting to fade, turn the music off and watch what happens. It doesn't have to be loud. You don't have to say anything. You will watch them go. And they will come right back up to where they started, maybe even beyond. It was power in that music. Tommy says, I train in music daily and teach with it as well. Eclectic in music genre. Jenny says, I love training with music. Matt agrees, but more so when he trains alone. Michael says, during classes, I always play music. It helps keep the mood of the class positive and also helps me to have music in the background to keep my mind focused. I love it. Love it. Stacy says, in her classes, Master Jordan uses music a lot during basics or if our energy is tanking. So that's way more than I would have expected. That's a third of you have music during training. And I can, there are, there are certainly times when having music is, is not going to be beneficial. But one of the things I learned when I DJed, not all of you may know this, but I DJed for 10 years. And I learned that the right music at the right volume is not a distraction, but it fills a space. That space has to be filled by something. And so if you, you know what I noticed it the most? During dinner, when I DJed weddings and during the dinner, I would generally play fairly low volume jazz. Miles Davis, once in a while, if I knew the crowd, maybe maybe like some funky, like some Herbie Hancock. But it was generally, you know, Nora Jones, just super chill. And you could watch the difference. People had far more fun because 
there was an energetic baseline for them to ride on top of, push up from. When it wasn't there, they weren't quite sure how to conduct themselves. So I think having that in classes is really interesting. And if I ever have a school again, music will be part of it. Wow, I had a feeling you all would like talking about this. Look at this. Jenny says, Matt regularly uses vocalist music as background noise when teaching. Dennis says, when I had my dojo, we had a training playlist that all of my adult students contributed song selections to for our classes. The music really enhanced our workouts and made everyone feel like they contributed something important. I still have that playlist and use it while we train at home. I love that. Liz says, I love training to music. I used to practice my patterns to music. It helps me with timing and pace. Stacy says, don't play Paradise by the Dashboard Light during the meal. You know, I, I don't know that I ever played anything from Meatloaf at any of any event. I'm not a big Meatloaf fan. Michael says, the best tournament I ever went to, they had a DJ play music, but the music was very energetic and helped to make the time go faster, especially when you were judging for many hours. When we had our tournament in 2016, that was something that we brought in. I had a DJ there and it was very low key. And that my goal, you know, my instruction to him was, I just want you to fill the background. I don't want anyone to be pulled away from their form. I don't want anything come, to come through loudly that steals focus. But I want you to provide that, that baseline. And he did. Jenny says, music is a piece of my soul. I am so happy to hear that so many others find this connection to music while training and teaching. Stacy says, Paradise by Meatloaf was our first dance. Oh, fun. One of the bajillion ideas, and, and really, Jeremy, that made, probably is that many. It's seriously, there's so many ideas. And most of them I, I ignore. This is one that I don't even think I've written down because it's going to be a while before we get there. We are in the midst of this long, you know, probably generation long transition in the martial arts and how martial arts is taught and trained and everything. And one of the things I want to do is put together some original music that spans multiple time lengths with warm-ups and everything so you might have certain beat per minute and if anybody ever let's see this is something that happens in a lot of structured group fitness classes jazzercise uh, back in the day aerobics and people would look at the beats per minute because you would use that downbeat as what you were holding the class to probably not as necessary for martial arts, but to have some escalation and de-escalation of the intensity of the music. So you could say, here's school owners, here's a 60 minute set that, you know, gives you this many minutes for warm up, et cetera. And you just kind of run through it. I think that would be kind of cool. Uh, 
Gabe, Gabe or Jenny says the few tournaments we've been to with music, it was so loud and obnoxious. It was hard to focus or hear announcements. Yeah, that's far too loud. We don't need that. That's, that's someone who, that's probably someone who hired the DJ. The DJ probably didn't understand what it was like competing and the person running the event didn't have the strength of character to say, hey, tone it down. They forgot why they were there. Music's great. I've taken classes and run classes where, you know, you're, as, uh, as Stacy mentioned, people are just, they're dying. You know, you're 30, 45 minutes in and it's like, and you put some music on it, now everybody's back. It's amazing how powerful that can be. Very powerful. I think a lot of it comes from, I, I have this theory based on watching a, a taiko drumming demonstration a couple months ago and the power of that drum there's something very primal about percussion i think it's i think it's something that we're all kind of tied into and so my my theory is it's the percussion in that music that bring us together and, and give us something to ride on top of i can't imagine that you know a woodwind trio being played in class is going to have as powerful an effect but i could be wrong maybe someday when i have a class i will experiment and they won't know it ha ha All right, time, time to go. Good topic, Josh, thank you. If you have a topic, if you have a question, a comment, I want you to leave it in the Facebook group so we can talk about it tomorrow. Where is it? Right there. Tomorrow, okay. I'm gonna go post a place for you to add your stuff and I'm going to add the, the scheduled event for tomorrow because we do this every weekday. 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern, right here on Facebook and YouTube. And today we were on Twitch, so welcome to anyone who joined us from Twitch. Uh, it's The third one kind of alternates back and forth between Twitch and Twitter, not because they sound the same, but because just trying to mix it up. And they only let us do three at a time unless I pay a bunch more money. I'm not doing that. If you want to support us, you have a number of things you can do. You can... Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash whistlekick. You can use the code firstcup15 at whistlekick.com. Or if you want the full list of all the things, the easy and simple, up to the things that take a little bit more of your time, if you want the, all the ways you can help us out, help us in our mission to grow and support the traditional martial arts, whistlekick.com slash family. I appreciate every one of you. I thank you for joining me today. I hope you have a great day. And I hope to see you back here tomorrow. Take care. Peace.